0: Here now a reading from the book of Acts, chapter 4, beginning with verse 32. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version. Now the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions. But everything they owned was held in common, With great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as owned land or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold. They laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need." This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may not know it, but the technology you use every day could save your life. For example, if you have an Apple Watch, there is an app that tracks your heart rate, letting you know when it is too high or too low, which is particularly helpful for people with atrial fibrillation. There is also an emergency SOS button that you can push that sends your GPS location to your local emergency management system. So if you get stranded somewhere without your phone, this app on your watch could help you get rescued. (laughs) There is also an app you can download that rescues food. You heard me right, a food rescue app. As odd as this may seem, Food is rescued when it is taken out of places like grocery stores, restaurants, and hospitals. The food has not gone bad, but for a variety of reasons, it cannot be used. Unless it is rescued, it will be thrown into the trash. In Virginia, organizations such as Prince William Food Rescue will rescue food and deliver it to churches, community centers, senior centers, mobile home parks and schools. Volunteers are notified of available food through an app called Food Rescue Hero. They quickly step into action, pick up the food, and deliver it wherever it is needed. One food rescue leader says, we have a great team, and together, we are changing the food insecurity landscape here in the Prince William region. They have been successful in reducing food waste and food insecurity because several people work together to accomplish the mission of rescuing food to feed hungry people. The program is growing because donor locations, rescues, and downloads of the Food Rescue Hero app are increasing weekly. In just six months, The Prince William Group delivered more than 200,000 pounds of food, which translates into 100,000 meals. That's what happens when you mobilize a group of committed volunteers to rescue food. No one person is the hero. But instead, success comes through crowdsourcing. Such efforts go far beyond Prince William County. In at least seven cities, Food Rescue Hero is making a positive difference by diverting food from trash cans to hungry people. Over the course of five years, more than 12 million pounds of food has been rescued by over 10,000 volunteers. Now, in addition to delivering fresh food, Food Rescue will start transporting low-income people to their medical appointments. According to Fast Company magazine, this Pittsburgh based nonprofit has become a crowdsourced transportation network, moving both food and people. One of the founders of the app says Technology is important, but it's the power of collective action that will drive massive change. The power of collective action. And what is true today was also true in first century Jerusalem. In Acts chapter 4, verse 32, we read that the whole group of those who believed in Jesus were of one heart and soul, and no one claimed private ownership of any possessions. But everything they owned was held in common. In verses 33 to 35, it says, with great power, the apostles gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. As many as owned lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold, they laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. The result of this action was that there was not a needy person among them. The power of collective action. These Christians have been rescued by Jesus, so they wanted to rescue others. With great power, the apostles spoke of the resurrection, and great grace was upon them all. And all that they did, they had one heart and one soul. Today, we might call this crowd-sourced Christianity, the power of collective action that we too must tap into if the church today is going to feed the hungry, assist the poor, and give testimony to the resurrection of Jesus. For too long, Christians have read this passage from Acts and said things like, that sounds like socialism or communism. We can't do that. But what about collective action that leads to crowdsourced Christianity. Such an approach is foundational to our faith and well within our abilities. And it would help us focus on practical Christianity in which we act collectively not only to feed the hungry but also speak up for the voiceless, care for the sick, disabled, and vulnerable, provide support to single parents, offer resources to help people process grief and heal from emotional wounds, and do other things that that make the world more loving and just, as God intends it to be. This is the kind of Christianity that has already changed the world and can continue to change the world if we are faithful and following where Jesus leads. And it's not rocket science. We start with a great commandment given by Jesus, love your neighbor as yourself, then reach out to help people in practical and concrete ways as a way of being a living, breathing embodiment of the gospel for them. This was the kind of Christianity being practiced by the first followers of Jesus in Jerusalem. They were crowd-sourced Christians who tackled their challenges through collective action, just as we should be doing today. So how do we do this? Shane Claiborne has written a book called The Irresistible Revolution, Living as an Ordinary Radical. In the book, he tells the story of two college buddies who told him they were going to Philadelphia to hang out with their homeless friends. (laughs) He teamed up with them, and at first, he was afraid he would be robbed. But in the end, he says, the people in the alleys stole only my heart. One day, he heard about a group of 40 homeless families who were about to be evicted from an abandoned cathedral in North Philadelphia. He joined a group that went to help them, and they became known as the Yacht Club, which stood for youth against complacency and homelessness today. Shane saw a need, shelter for homeless families. He responded through the Yacht Club, (laughs) a crowdsourced Christian effort. While the most pressing needs will be different in different communities, the first step is always to see the need. Now this might sound obvious, But we are really good at ignoring or turning a blind eye to the needs all around us. But Jesus calls us first and foremost to a life of compassion. And compassion allows us to get honest about the needs all around us, to see the needs. But it's not enough just to see the need. We must also act to meet the need. In 1997, Shane and a group of friends moved into a small row house in a poor section of Philadelphia. Their vision was to love God, love people, and follow Jesus. And they began calling their little experiment The Simple Way. Since then, they have shared food with folks who need it and run a community store out of their house. They have reclaimed abandoned lots and planted gardens in the concrete jungle. They have rehabbed abandoned houses and made friends with people in prison and on death row. Shane and his friends have seen a vision of another way to live, the Christian way. Again, it's a form of crowdsourced Christianity directed toward changing the world for the better. While you don't have to relocate to the inner city to meet a need, because Again, there are needs all around us. We will have a bigger impact if we work together, if we take collective action. There are all kinds of ways to do this, like organizing a group to show up at a city council meeting to speak in favor of affordable housing, or volunteering once a month to serve in our new food pantry, which is being developed right now, or to volunteer to help with the new small group ministry or joining a group that offers after-school tutoring for at-risk children, or join a prison ministry that offers Bible studies for inmates. The work of rescuing takes many forms, but once we see a need, it is wise to work together to meet that need. And when we do, when we tap into the power of collective action, we might just change the world. As I already mentioned, The Christians of Jerusalem had been rescued by Jesus, so they wanted to rescue others. They gave their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and shared their resources with such generosity that there was not a needy person among them. They became part of a movement called The Way, which took their lives in a completely different direction. This new way of life stood in glaring contrast to the world in which the early Christians found themselves. Following the teachings of Jesus, they lived a new value system that turned everything upside down, where the last were first and the first were last, where the poor were blessed and the mighty were cast from their thrones. And Jesus invites us today to follow this same way, a way that stands in stark contrast to the world. It is a way that renounces pride and selfishness and embraces humility and self-sacrificial love, a way that does not give us permission to hate our enemies, but commands that we love our enemies, a way that renounces the accumulation of wealth in favor of storing up treasures in heaven, a way that rejects violence and tells us to turn the other cheek. These are just a few examples of how true Christianity is thoroughly countercultural. In the crowdsourced Christianity of first century Jerusalem, Christians work together to help those in need. Rather than the church being split into liberals and conservatives, it says in Acts that the whole group of those who believed were of one heart and soul. Possessions were not hoarded, but instead, everything they owned was held in common. Rather than the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer, there was not a needy person among them, because they pooled their resources and distributed aid to each as any had need. Friends, when Jesus calls us to follow him, we are not free to reinvent our own brand of Christianity that is more palatable to the world around us. No, we are invited to follow the way mapped out by Jesus and followed by the early Christians. And when we accept this invitation, it takes our life in a completely different direction. Having been rescued by Jesus, and given new life by His Resurrection. We are given new eyes to see the needs around us. We are drawn together and collectively given resurrection power to act in ways that meet these needs. And, in this way, we experience the joy of being a partner with God and changing the world. All of this is an indispensable part of the gift that we call the church. The question before us is, will we come together to continue the mission of Jesus by meeting the needs that are right in front of us? I encourage you to be asking yourself the questions. What are the needs of our community? And who can I gather to help me figure out ways to meet those needs? Don't wait for a pastor to give you permission or for some miraculous sign from God. (laughs) You have already been made a minister of Jesus Christ by virtue of your baptism. And Jesus has called you to serve in ministry. So see a need, gather some friends, and meet the need. It's that simple. And in this way you will show the world who you really follow. You will show the world to whom you really belong. Will you join me in prayer? Gracious God, we are so grateful for the salvation that you give to us in Jesus. We thank you for rescuing us, God. And in gratitude, we want to serve the mission of Jesus and help other people. We pray, God, that you would continue to give us eyes to see the needs all around us. Help us not to ignore the needs or to try to push those needs out of our community so that someone else has to deal with them. Rather, give us eyes to see and help us to have compassion on the people that are hurting in our community. As we see those needs and our hearts are filled with compassion, we pray, God, that you will help us to discover other people who also want to help, that you will lead them into our lives, bring them onto our path, and give us whatever is required to come together to discover ways that we can meet the needs that we see in our community. Bring us together and fill us with resurrection power so that we can continue the work of Jesus as the early church continued the work of Jesus to help those in need. Help us to be the hands and feet of Jesus to those who are hurting the most. And in all of that, God, help us to remember that it is truly a privilege to partner with you in changing the world and use that to fill us with gratitude that will motivate us to keep moving forward. We pray these things in Christ's name. Amen.